Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, got to tell you about our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee. And I got a couple of two-for-ones for you coming from Strava Craft Coffee. The first one is not only do you get delicious coffee, but it packs that CBD punch, which, of course, can help relieve aches, pains, headaches, migraines, anything that's going on. The CBD can help relieve, including some people say it gets rid of the coffee jitters. So you can have as much coffee as you want without feeling jittery, or at least start your day off with a cup of coffee without feeling those jitters. And the other two-for-one punch that Strava craft coffee has is if you sign up with the code dnvr25 you will get 25 percent off your first order over at strava craft coffee which is a great way to get in on their delicious cbd coffee with also some delicious flavors toasted marshmallow is fantastic and also after you use that code dnvr25 subscribe to strava and you'll save 20 percent off every single order after that and you can also have it where it's just set up to deliver to you every two, four, six, eight weeks, or however often you want. It'll show up straight to your door. You don't have to go on their website and order. It'll just show up at 20% off. So make sure to check them out over at StravaCoffee.com and use that code DNVR25 at checkout. All right, Arcane Mace, let's hop into the show. DNVR and we are live from Studio A here at the DNVR bar. The A stands for a new era mm. and it is a new era here and I know you hate when I use A but it's too fitting today. A or N, <laughs> either article. Yeah, well, too bad. Uh, it is a new era um, but is there a chance that this old era will come back around? I want to talk to you guys about that in a second but first a shout out to msudenver.edu slash online. The absolute best place to get an online education is through msu denver so you can check them out go to msudenver.edu slash online to see all of the options they have for you and they have a lot of options for you and it's a great option for you of course if you are looking to work a full-time job because msu denver students work twice as many hours as students attending 
any other Colorado institution. My boys, what's up? And yesterday we talked about the grieving process. And I have a question for you guys. Is there a chance to go backward in that grieving process? Yes. Because yesterday I, I was, you know, very businesslike. Moving forward, good trade for the Broncos. But then Vaughn puts out this, what, 10-minute video? Minutes uncut. Where he's just, I mean, he's just twisting daggers into people's hearts in Broncos country, making them so emotional. I don't yeah. think you're going backward. I mean... I mean, you're, maybe you're at depression. Maybe you're at stage four of the Kubler-Ross model right I now. just, I thought I was at acceptance yeah. yesterday, guys. Mm -hmm. And man, did oh. Vaughn, did, that was an incredible video. Yeah, that was, as I tweeted out, it was rare. It was raw. It was special. You don't see that. You'll long. see a, you'll see a long <laughs> written message. Right. But for Vaughn to just, you know, he brings um, one of the Broncos digital media guys to his house and just says like, roll it. Yep. And just talks. Yeah. Um, I looked at my watch. I'm like, he's still going. I actually got up, made a sandwich, came back. He was still going. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. I mean, I saw right when I clicked it, I was like nine minutes and 55 seconds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he he named every teammate from Peyton Manning to Lorente McCray. <laughs> yeah, about that. <laughs> um, he went through every coach. I mean, it was unbelievable. He did. He did call Pat Shermer Pat Schumer, um, which is a popular thing around town. Did actually, not, these days. Did he not get his position coach of 2015 in? Because I swear I didn't hear Fred Pagich's name. He didn't get Pug. Yeah. I'm no. sure he'll send him a personal. He got. Text. A, he got now. He, Richard Smith. He his first position coach. He just yep. lathered the praise. He said he made Smith. Von he Miller. Richard Smith yep. made him. And he mentioned current coach. He, yeah, Pat. Yeah, Schirmer, Schumer, but Pat Schumer and Curtis I, yeah. Modkin's got a shout out. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it was Pug feeling not getting the mention. That, that that's not you know. I it he's like, but Vaughn's like, I'm not gonna. I know I'm gonna miss somebody. Yeah. Because look, Vaughn didn't script it out. It wasn't like he walked up. There no, that's the best like part. You do with the Academy right. Awards, and you're making sure you get all the names. He is just stream of consciousness, yep. which is probably why I don't think he sat down thinking it was going to be nine minutes and 55 seconds. And that was honestly why I kind of got up because I felt like he was starting to circle back again. I'm like, OK, OK, I'm just going to let us let him go. But but <laughs> like I said, you've seen long written things for him to just say, roll the tape and just talk um, was really special. It was yeah. really special. And it definitely set some people back. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, s feelings go up when the sun goes down, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it was. Uh, you wake up the next morning without your bay there for the first time. Yeah. That's tough. It was tough. But there was one part of this that, again, not necessarily helping anyone move on. Yep. Yep. Two different times in yep. the video, Vaughn Miller references a possible return, even going as far to go into Broncos history yeah. uh, and reference Shannon Sharp, who, of course, left, won a Super Bowl and came back, um, which I think Broncos fans are just, you know, a lot of them are holding on to this hope. And then you get into the, you know, the rosiest colored glasses possible. The Broncos trade Von Miller away to gain capital to then trade for a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. It's all a ploy. And then he comes back and joins forces with them to uh, to win another Super Bowl in orange and blue. Sure, of course, it is um, unlikely and it is a, a bit of a pipe dream, but... People are in the mood to, for pipe dreams right now. Man, is he messing with our yeah, emotion? I mean, is. this is like a breakup when, you know, the, the girl breaks up with you and uh, you're like, is there any chance in the future? And she's like, well, we're going to end it now. 
But maybe. I mean, I'm never going to say never. And you're like, oh, yes, there's hope. Maybe if we're at different points in our life. (laughs) I know people want to believe immediately. I think I would not be at all surprised if it happens down the line. You know, Sharp left for two years Mm -hmm. and came back. Maybe a more modern comp. And I've kind of made the Julius Peppers comp on Vaughn before as far as as far as that's how you want to age. If you want to be productive in your 30s, more as a pass rush specialist, that's what it looks like. And that's why Pep's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famers because he kept stacking 10-sack seasons, 8-sack seasons, and he transitioned into a, into a specialized role. You know, Peppers was away from Carolina for seven years and came back yeah. for two at the end. That's... I know people are, oh, he could come back. Look, Vaughn says, Vaughn is, you know, Vaughn says a lot of things and Vaughn is very hyperbolic and he's very emo and and he can be emotional at times. I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams, their planning is that Vaughn is back with them next year and that they sign him to a deal. But if, but if Vaughn is back with the Broncos in 24, 25, that wouldn't at all surprise me. Wow. Yeah. And one thing I'll say about this is I think Vaughn was really genuine uh, when he said that. Like, that's where his mind was at that moment, was, hey, like, he, he clearly was not forcing his way out. I no. think you you can say that with yep. 100% certainty. He didn't necessarily want to leave. And I think there is a, there has to be a part of him who's like, wow, I get to go win again, yep. which has to be exciting. Yep. There's definitely a part of him that's, you know, he's talked about only the greats stay with the same team their whole career. Uh, and it was definitely painful for him to lose that and i really do think that he was thinking honestly hopefully i can come back one day yeah i, th- I think you're 100 percent right but then he talked about that so much in bronco for life bronco for life and by the way i just have to say i thought it was just a little bizarre that the broncos kept tweeting bronco for life bronco for life. you just traded him mm-hmm. you just decided to not make him a bronco for life but that's what vaughn wanted and man would it be something if he came back in a couple of years but i do think that next year, guys, it's it's too soon for that to happen. I don't think the Rams are giving up a second and a third for Von Miller when they don't have any draft capital. I mean, that's the last draft capital they have yeah. to rent Von for nine games. When they traded for Matthew Stafford, I don't think they viewed their window as this year. One year I no. think they viewed it as maybe three, three or four years. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so that's why it can make sense. Bring Von in this year. What did they sign him to? A two, three-year contract? Maybe they have to sign him to a longer deal to, in order to work the cap space. Because what did you say? They had $4 million in cap space as yeah. of yesterday. For um, next year. For next, for next year, there, yeah. So then maybe yeah. maybe we are talking about a long deal with Vaughn where it's really back heavy. But that's yeah. why I just don't see – I think Vaughn toying with our emotions a little too much for Vaughn being back with the Broncos in 2022. Yeah, the other thing is – He's like, just not yeah. thinking about the business. He's no, thinking exactly. about his heart. He exactly. thinks about his heart. And, he thinks, and, and Vaughn is very moment to moment. I mean – Vaughn has lavished praise on Trevor Simeon and Case Keenum and Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. And but I actually think like, he... Vaughn kind of goes with the emotion of the moment. Yeah. And so you hear those comments yesterday. Gets a couple of sacks. He ends up uh, doing a little sack dance. Ram, Rams Nation, Rams House falls in love with him. Then all of a sudden he's got find he's got great words for the Rams fan base as well because that, that that's Vaughn Vaughn to his credit kind of in lives in the moment in a way that maybe we all need to live in the moment do you guys remember what Vaughn's first ever sack dance was with the Broncos it was a mile high salute mm, it would be powerful. one last little mm. 
little token for us if he gives a, a, a one last mile high salute with his first sack as a Ram. Oh, now that would be something. Right, like like a send-off to the Broncos fans. One last salute. Wow, because he wasn't able to do that. Because he, as he mentioned in that video, his last play was when he got injured. Yep. That was his last play a with near the Broncos. Sack. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. And a near devastating injury. Really, yep. really glad that it just Probably would have be been a Bronco for life. Yeah, seriously. Exactly. And uh, it, now we know that this trade had been talked about for about a week now. And so that it, it's really clear that... Vaughn could have played on Sunday, but there was no reason to force it when there were trade impl- when the trade was pretty much set. Now, Vaughn is a um, a pretty good PR. He understands it. But there was some reporting out there that he was blindsided by this. And if you watch that video, you certainly would not think that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that he heaped praise on George Payton for his yep. professional- professionalism mm-hmm. throughout the process tells me that yeah, would Vaughn be the one who's smart enough to not burn any bridges, throw any stones on the way out? Yes, he is. That's the way to leave a team, by the way. Oh, 100%. Holy cow. Yep, but I also think that he probably could have done that video without saying that if he was upset about the way it went down. Absolutely, a- absolutely. And, uh, man, just what a day it was for Vaughn having to leave the facility one last time. And then he actually got to go home and talk with the Broncos. I was really impressed with that as well. Uh, so, really, this is the way that any person or uh, player should leave an organization because now, guys, we are able to talk about a potential comeback. When Demarius Thomas left uh, and he went on the radio and was mm-hmm. kind of burning bridges on his way out, a couple years later, there was there was a lot of fans wanting DT back in a mentorship. That wasn't going to happen because it was the same owner. Or it was the same management. John Elway was still the guy. Uh, and so with Vaughn, he did leave the door open for him mm-hmm. to come back. And, man, would that be something? Maybe, like, even uh, a DeMarcus Ware type of role where maybe he's not the player that DeMarcus was when he got here, but that type of leader. And if the Broncos are able to get a younger pass rusher in here in the next couple of years with a high draft pick, have him mentor him, boy, that would be the way that you want this Von Miller story to end. That's like the fairy tale now that he's traded. I'm One thing I will about the leadership. I'm just thinking about – what he could bring as a situational player if you bring him back later. The other thing, uh, with Vaughn being able to process it, you know he said he was blindsided, but Albert Breer reported yesterday that the, they'd been, the Rams and Broncos have been working on the trade and that Vaughn knew. Right. George right. Payton told yep. him yep. But there was, and, said, keep qu- and said, just keep it down, don't tell anybody. But there so were other reports in, yeah, that said he was blindsided. Yeah, right. yeah he that sounds like from that he kept Vaughn in the loop. Mm-hmm. Right, which is a nice... Yes. Little thing that we see from George Payton. Those are the types of things that just some GMs get wrong somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. You know, they the you know you hear about players finding out they were traded via Twitter. Mm-hmm. It would also explain why Vaughn didn't play on Sunday. Like that, yep. everybody knew. Okay, something is up here because remember Vaughn met the media last Thursday, and we saw with Teddy Bridgewater, for example, that he didn't meet the media a few weeks ago until they until it was known. Okay, he's going to play. Yep. So with with Vaughn meeting the media, I think probably as of last Thursday, it's like, okay, he's going to play. And then in the days that followed, kind of piecing the timeline together, mm-hmm. that's when things heated up. And then it became obvious that if you're about to trade him, you can't play him. When we talked about with John Elway throughout his tenure with the Broncos about how he negotiated hard. And I thought it was a little blown out of proportion just about how much that could hurt the Broncos in free agency in terms of bringing guys in. But I think that's a that was a small factor into guys wanting to be here or not, just with how the team is going to treat you. 
<coughs> excuse me, did the op George Payton did the opposite this entire year. You look at Justin Simmons. Those contract negotiations between Justin Simmons and George Payton weren't weren't tough. They they weren't bad. George didn't let it drag on that long. Shelby Harris, same deal. And now with Von Miller, he kept him in the loop. So that's a I don't think it's a big thing. I think it's a little feather in the cap to George Payton of so far. He's treating his players right. He's treating them with respect. And and that can help at least build a little bit of chemistry within an organization. Well, and it should just be the baseline expectation. Like, it doesn't get you anywhere, yeah. but it keeps you from going backwards. Sure, exactly. Uh, all right. We missed a couple Super Chats yesterday due to some mm. technical issues when we had a Wi-Fi thing. So I want to make sure we get those. Um, we will get to the Super Chats who came that are coming in today. A little bit later, but let's get these before we wrap up here in the first segment. Yes, thank you so much to everyone who sent super chats yesterday. It just crashed and we weren't able to see those, but I did go back and screenshot some of those so that we could talk about them today. This is the first one from Jake. Love our GM. Great trade value trade. True rebuild starts today. Now get more for Fuller and Jackson. Can't wait for a new head coach. 2022, here we come. People are ready for it. People are ready for and, it. And, and I think we talked to George Payton at 4 p.m. today. I just don't expect him to come out and say rebuild, but I hope he leans into what's happening because I think finally Broncos country, and actually I think Broncos country has been ready for this for a while, but I think he views it as, or not just him, but general managers view rebuild saying that word as a really bad thing that fans are going to hate. Mm-hmm. Broncos fans here are ready to accept it or something close to it. I don't think they're even in their minds putting up a white flag on the season by trading Von Miller. But I think their perspective is is probably something along the lines of we're going to get Bradley Chubb back. Jonathan Cooper has shown some flashes. Malik Reed, for whatever reason, seems to be able to make a high leverage play. He's kind of like Shaq Barrett. Like he'll disappear. And then when you seem to need a high leverage sack, he delivers. Shaq Barrett. Yeah. In Denver. Not in in Tampa, Tampa, right? In Tampa, he just delivers all yeah. the time. <laughs> in with in Denver, it was kind of just you know selective. It wasn't always right. wasn't always there. But but you could I could see them thinking between what they still have, getting Chubb back, and refortifying inside linebacker with Kenny Young last week, that they feel they may feel like hey we can be better defensively. Down the stretch. I'm not sorry. You, you, no, that, makes, I understand where you're coming what, from. No, I, I'm not saying I believe it. I'm saying that's what I, they internally believe. I think he's actually right. Uh, I think that that is a very big possibility that that's how the Broncos are looking at this. They say, look, we have depth at the position. This is a lot of value. We can make this move without really hurting ourselves that much. It's I know. And, and, and that's Ewing theory, too, that sometimes you get rid of one that you, you don't have either through injury or trade, the guy who's supposedly the alpha and other alphas emerge and you end up being maybe even a bit better. Yeah, yep. and I, I think that's probably how they're viewing it too, but they lost me if they, if that's how they're viewing it. Yeah, I, I think you, I think you're onto something too. Although I will agree that like the trade in a vacuum, regardless of what they do after it, is a good trade. It is. So I'm not going to say, oh, you shouldn't have done that. No, of course not. All right, next one. All right, next one here from Court Nelson. Um, $20 Super Chat. Thank you so much. Thank you, Court. Vaughn can't carry a defense by himself anymore. He will thrive with the Rams since they already have a complete pass rush. Him, Donald, and Floyd will cause apocalyptic levels of chaos together from mile high till I die. I think the person who uh, won the most out of this trade is Leonard Floyd. Mm, Just now he'll have no double teams. Right, he's the third 
I mean, he is a legit NFL pass rusher, and he is the third most important thing for them to focus on. Now, he's got six maybe and a half sacks this year. Right? I was going to say maybe yeah. teams are saying Vaughn is the one you have to worry about the least. Good luck. Yeah. Um. So regardless, I think that they're going to say we got to focus on Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Leonard Floyd, congratulations! You're going for maybe you know 15 sacks this year. Man, good luck to Ryan Tannehill this week without Derrick Henry, and he has to go up against this defense. And you know Vaughn. Is going even though he's only going to be with the Rams for five days leading up to that game, he's going to want to show out on national television. Remember, Vaughn and Demarcus had their Batman and Robin thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they're thinking more on the lines of Justice League mm. in Los Angeles. Could be, yeah. I wonder what, Va- you got to have more than two because you got to throw Aaron Donald in there as well, right? In Denver, Vaughn was Dirk. Right and uh, and uh, Derek Wolf with Steve Nash. So yeah. now maybe they'll have uh, the big three out there. Hopefully they don't reference the Lakers. Though, so. I, I was gonna say yeah. Who who's who's Russell Westbrook? Who's LeBron? And I hope and Vaughn, who's Anthony. I hope Vaughn decides to embrace the Clippers as his side. Yeah. Um, but I think he's friends uh, with yeah. LeBron. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So and better friends now. I bet. Yeah. So that's probably not. Yeah. Happening. Probably I mean, not. Happening. Are any. Rams fans, Clippers fans. I don't know. See, that's the thing. Like, you, you only hear about the Lakers attracting. Are any Yankees of... fans, Clippers fans? Yeah. No. <laughs> I think I think they're all Lakers fans. Yeah. So, so I mean, it, it would be. The Clippers seem like they're the team that would attract Chargers a little bit. Although Chris Harris Jr. is a Charger, and he's, he's a Laker. Mr. Laker fan. <laughs> Extraordinary. Right. And actually, that's the other thing. You got Chris and Vaughn, not with the same team, but they're in the same town now. So they'll probably end up sitting together at Lakers game. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Very well could be. Um, what's next, Al? All right, we have a super chat here from Logan. Um, I have had to explain to at least five people why the Vaughn trade is a good one, LOL, and also had a ton of fun at the tailgate. Thank God for the garage. Yeah, I think we actually did get to this one yesterday. He posted it again on the next one, but uh, appreciate that one. Appreciate Thank the you, double Logan. super chat. Yes, Absolutely. appreciate that so much. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I think – more and more people are starting to come around. It's just that initial shock, mm-hmm. uh, which is totally understandable. Yeah, totally understandable. And even if you know it's the right thing, it can still be tough. And that's what yesterday was. And that's what Sunday night's going to be after you watch the Broncos mm. play the Cowboys, hopefully not get blown out. But then Sunday night you turn it on and Vaughn's getting sacks in that bone-colored L.A. Rams uniform. Oh, that ugly. Please, just let them <laughs> wear blue or white because they have a white jersey now. Just let them wear the blue or white jersey. They have a white and a bone? Yes. White is their alternate jersey. And I wouldn't be surprised if that becomes their primary change jersey because I think because a lot lot of people think the bone was a miss. Right. Well, they would be right. They they wore, I think, in week one when they played Chicago, I believe they wore the white. And I want to say they wore it with the gold pants. It's interesting to open up a season in your alternate uniform. That probably means that should be your normal uniform. That's what I mean. I think we saw we got the white so quickly that it's like an acknowledgement that all right, we may have misfired on this bone thing, but like the white in that I think it was the yellow pants. They just they just look spectacular in that. Yeah, (laughs) and if you don't want to misfire on the bone, uh, check out our friends at Manscaped. Anyways, (laughs) uh, Uh, we got here from Jonathan saying, "I only see two silver linings. Vaughn will get to play for a contending team again, and he'll be able to do his grocery shopping at Vaughn's." Wow, how about that? (laughs) An LA reference that I do not understand. Yeah, I I don't either. It's a grocery store out there. Yeah, so why couldn't he? Shouldn't he be the spokesperson? 
person for Vance? I'm sure. I mean, he that should, is so obvious. But I doubt Von Miller ever steps in a Vons. I doubt that. Unless well. they carry else. his free-range chicken. See, this is part of it. He's, you know, he is a food producer, right? And he's looking for more opportunities to, you know, to 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 sell his free-range organic chicken. Here you go. You got a grocery store with your name right there. I mean, they're half if there are savvy marketing people around Vaughn, and I know there are, they have to be thinking about this right now. Yeah, you'd think so. You'd think so. I don't know if they're thinking about it right now, but they'll think about it eventually. <laughs> oh, it's never too early. It's look, it's your job when you're that marketing person to think about these things, to think on the horizon, to be five steps ahead. I gotta give a shout out to our guy Brian who hit us with the super chat and said, Girls don't break up with Zach. Zach breaks up with girls. Yeah, what is this what yeah. is this in reference? Neither of those things have ever happened, <laughs> oh, I don't think. <laughs> I've had a couple heartbreaks. Oh, okay, in my life. all right. Yeah. Yeah. One, we'll say. I thought you were just one and done. <laughs> now pretty much, yeah. In, in my recent memory. You've been coupled for so long. Yeah, yeah. That's you gotta why. go back to the middle school heartbreaks, uh, guys. Middle school. Oh. Heartbreaks. Middle school. Oh, oh. Do, do those even count? In middle school, they do. Yeah, yeah. They're they're the worst uh, thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> my um my first real uh, breakup was in sixth grade. So yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. one hurt. Yeah, it seems like it's still hurting you now. Yeah, it, it left, should. <laughs> <laughs> left me for uh for one of my friends. Oh wow, yeah, really tough scene. Still a friend? Um yes. Wow, yeah. impressive. They, actually, they worked was, it out. I was with that friend recently and ran into her. Wow. Um, so, Talk about yeah. the circle of life right yeah, there. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, okay, we have two more. All right. We'll hit, let's hit them. Okay. Dylan here from today. Thank you to everyone who sent them yesterday. We're so sorry about that complication. But these are from today. Um, Dylan here saying, I'm active duty stationed mm -hmm. in Oklahoma, and I'm going to the Dallas game this weekend. I'm excited. Hopefully, we can get the dub. Well, first of all, thank you for your Absolutely, service. Absolutely, Yes, Dylan. thank you. Uh, and yes. I hope you have the best time at the game. Hopefully, the yeah. Broncos pull it off. Yeah, man. And that, that would be such a cool game to be at if they pull it off because this may be the game where they're the biggest underdogs. I mean, we're approaching a 10-point line, and I wouldn't be surprised to see it jump over over that the way this line is trending so man just to be at an away game for a huge upset would be awesome and there are still going to be a lot of bronco fans there i mean you're oh, hearing yeah. about a lot of people that are going to this game part of it is the allure of jerry world part of it is dallas kind of like denver and phoenix and tampa and la and other sunbelt markets it's a transplant market yep and a lot of a lot of broncos fans in the metroplex a lot of broncos fans in texas they're going to be there all right, last one here. Okay, real quick, we have Bryce here who sent a really nice message that I wanted to add mm. on there. What's up, Zach? Thanks for replying to my DM the other day. Made my day. Hope to be like you someday. Oh, man, Don't Bryce, that just... Oh, stop, guys. Bryce, that just makes my day, and thanks so much for reaching out. Okay, this is a super chat from Sasha. He says, Vaughn is going to... Vaughn is gone. We got to move on. It sucks so bad, but the video gave me peace, and hopefully for all other fans, too. Rams won't let him go. Much love, DMVR. Yeah, I mean, you definitely got to move on. Um, you'll, uh, you don't want to be sitting around waiting for someone to come back no. to you. No, <laughs> you got to start working on you. Yep, yep, you, you do, and and you hope that Malik Reed or Jonathan Cooper or Bradley Chubb, best case scenario, can steal your heart where you miss Vaughn, but you're okay being apart. And, and you can cheer for him and, and feel happy about him being with the Rams. And I think there's a very good chance. It's not as common these days, but it seems like something Vaughn would want to do at the very least. He'll do the one-day contract, retire yeah. as a Bronco yep. sort of thing. Yep. At the least. I, you're right. That doesn't happen anymore. I would Not it, as much. It doesn't. I mean, did, did Demarius Thomas sign a one-day contract when he came back? I thought he did. I don't remember. Or he did like a video. I, yeah. Wouldn't they have a ceremony for that or like a press conference for that? Well, he did like a video on the the Broncos put out some right, social right. stuff. 
Wait, Which bring that basically com the new th comment the new oh, yeah, version right. of that. Shout out to the sixth grade love life. <laughs> RK had my first kiss in sixth grade at church camp. Yeah, me too. It was first kiss. It was at um, it's called Night at the Rec. Oh, mm -hmm. a little Friday oh, night thing. Yeah, Everyone goes yeah. down to the rec center. Lights off. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little like, broom it. closet or something. I see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, by the way, Peter Fields said that Vaughn's, it's the King Supers of California. Yes. Yeah. I it's everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's Vaughn's and there's Ralph's. Right. So, like, if you, very human. And a lot of Trader Joe's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I mean, if you have too much food and you can't handle it at all, you, Ralph. Of course. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, one thing that won't make you Ralph, as long as you're smart about it, is Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, <laughs> the absolute best damn beers all around. They've got beers. They've got seltzers. They've got porters. They've got lagers. They've got ales. They've got it all. And they're all absolutely delicious. I truly can say I've never had a Breck brew that I didn't like. Uh, and especially if you go after the types of beers that you like, you're going to love what they have to offer over at Breckenridge Brewery. So check them out. Uh, we love when you post online showing us that you got them. And by the way, did you see in the background of Vaughn's video? He had a little 15-pack uh, of Broncos Country <laughs> Hoppy Pale Ale. Man, that is too cool. Yeah, so even Vaughn uh, likes him some Breckenridge Bruce. Oh, he absolutely does. And something that makes me, Ralph, is my betting performance over the weekend, guys. Uh, especially mm. the way I started Thursday night. I hit my first leg of my Ofer for O parlay, and boy, did the Detroit Lions just completely oh. let me down. That lost, everything else lost, but it doesn't mean I'm done because you, you got to bounce back, and I shooters plan on doing shooting. that this weekend. Yeah, shooters keep shooting, exactly, and I'm going to do that, of course, over at DraftKings Sportsbook, where, guys, if you bet $5, you get $200 in free bets, so it doesn't matter if you blow those $200 because it's free anyways, and then if you hit on them, Boy, you just build your account up right away. So make sure to get in on everything they've got going on over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And again, bet $5 on any NFL team to win. And if they win, you get $200 on free bets for new customers. So check out the app or check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app over at the App Store now. Download it and get in on everything they've got going on. And of course, it's not just limited to football. You can bet on basketball, baseball, Hockey, you can bet on it all. And, of course, DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. If you want to come on down to the DMVR bar, you can you know, check out the Wi-Fi, make your bets right there. So come to the DMVR bar this Sunday, 11 a.m. Mountain Time. I'm, I'm noon, noon central, 11 mountain. When, when the time changes start coming in, I get confused. Uh, so. It comes this weekend. I just know it's early, and 11 a.m. is the perfect brunch time at the DMVR bar. So <coughs> take advantage Excuse of the brunch me. menu. Get on the Wi-Fi. Make your DraftKings bets. Get some of those Breckenridge brews and hard seltzers that we've got here at the DNVR bar. And, of course, it's not just about Broncos game day. It's every game day. I believe on Saturday, do, do we have the quadruple header on Saturday? With Nuggets, Avs, yes, CSU Rams, Nuggets and are at three o'clock. They're actually the early game. Okay. Then we have uh, Avs at five. Oh no, no, no! It's Rams at one thirty. Nuggets at five. Avs at five. Or oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to remember this. It's Rams at one thirty. Nuggets at three o'clock. Then Avs at five and Buffs at five. So wow. the bar is going what to be popping. You know, All of it day. you can watch right here at the DMVR bar and and check it out and enjoy that. So come on, come Saturday, come back on Sunday, watch watch the Broncos maybe pull off that upset 
over the Dallas Cowboys. And of course, you can come on in any day and take advantage of happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m. for cheap drinks, some delicious Wagyu beef in that happy hour. Check that out as well. And of course, if you're a DNVR member, you can come to to the DNVR bar and get a big beer for the price of a small beer, enhancing your experience down here at the DMVR bar. Holy cow, really quick, guys. Mike Tomlin talking about trading Melvin Ingram. He said, it's better to have volunteers than it is to have hostages. Whoa. <laughs> God, I love Mike Tomlin. Wow, Mike Tom- what a gosh. Quote. If Pittsburgh ever gets stupid and parts waves with Mike, Mike Tomlin, I don't care who... <laughs> Who's coaching my team? I want Mike Drop Tomlin. Drop everything Drop and get Mike Tomlin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not the worst idea. It's, it's kind of like, you know, the uh, um, Kyler Josh Rosen thing, right? Yes. Like, yep. don't yep. hold yep. on to something when there's a better option available. He and drops, Tomlin drops gold like that every week. I mean, there, you know, there could be a book of Mike Tomlinisms. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Man. Want, want volunteers, not hostages. That's, yep. I mean, yeah. That's brilliant. It really is. It really is. And boy, Kyler <laughs> seems to be the better player than Josh Rosen, I think. I think Arizona made the right decision. Yeah, I think they made the right call yeah, there. Yeah, it seems like it. Hey, Rosen is in the NFL, though, right? Um, he's, backing up he? Matt, he's backing up Matty Ice, I believe. I he? thought he was still in Tampa. Mm, I no, no, he was he in was, San Francisco. Oh, no, you're right. He is in Atlanta <laughs> Yeah, now. he's in Atlanta. He, yeah. Remember he had that good preseason game on right. Sunday Night Football, right. and that allowed him to stick as the backup there? Yep. He was Atlanta. slinging it. <laughs> you believe? <laughs> No. <laughs> For that moment, he looked like the, a first-round pick again. He seems like he has done it perfectly because it never necessarily felt like he w- he loved football all yep. that much. Yep. But everyone loves just collecting massive paychecks. Absolutely, and having no <laughs> mm-hmm. pressure. Yep, yep. I mean, maybe it's going to be a comeback story if the Falcons decide to move on from Matt Ryan. No. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it, too. If they move on from Matt Ryan, he could be a backup plan for the Broncos. All right, guys, I want to talk about what's next for the Broncos. And I think what a lot of people have been wondering, fairly so, is who is the face of the franchise now? Who who symbolizes the Denver Broncos? If they were going to get another primetime game this year, which they aren't, um, who would they put on the graphic? Mm. And it's a fair question, a good question, and I think there's an answer. But it's not necessarily what you're looking for so uh, i think let me start with you mace who 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 would you go with well unfortunately like if you think what is the face that best defines the franchise right now it's it's vic fangio on the sideline in cleveland asking what was that (laughs) oh boy i hope that's not the face it's a pain right now look you've had four straight losing seasons you're four and four the face of the franchise right now is a pained countenance at this point Wow. Whether you like it or not. That's just because that's what defines the team. That's, I mean, yeah. we'll get into players, and I know right. I know that's what you're getting at. <laughs> but you tell me a face of the franchise, sadly, right now, it's kind of a – it's it's Vic with a pain count. It's it's, it's Shermer in the booth kind of putting, you know, with an exasperated – Shermer. Shermer, With an exasperated look on his face with his hands in the air. Oh, that's boy. that's the face of the franchise right now, unfortunately. Wow. I mean, Ryan, you said it wasn't going to be good. People weren't going to like it. And uh, I thought we were going down the route I was going to go down. And then, boy, Mace really made it Boom. dark. Yeah. Um, and, I, I mean, I see what you're saying, Mace. But in terms of a player, uh, I think it's Justin Simmons. Yeah. And I think that's who the Denver Broncos want it to be because of how good he is off the field as well. But then you look at this. He's got the contract to be the face of yep. the franchise. And why you don't love it. 
is because it's a huge drop-off from Von Miller being the face of the franchise. That's what I was going to say. Justin Simmons checks off almost every box for me in terms of being a face of the franchise. There's two that um, that he doesn't. One is his position. How many face of the franchise around the league play safety? I mean, as great as Steve Atwater was, he wasn't the face of the Broncos. No, Ed Part Reed of was, was you the had face. John Elway. Ed Reed wasn't even. You know, you had Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis. there. Um, Man. So, I, I mean, Troy, Troy Palomalu? He had Ben. Yeah, yeah. There's always – and that's the problem. Right. Uh, it's not Justin's fault. No. It's just – you. it's probably not the best thing if your safety is the face of your franchise – and I can't think of honest, any. I can't think of any one because I'm I'm going through great safeties. Hall of right? Famers, Brian yeah. Dawkins. Well, they had Donovan McNabb for a long time. And right? To. Yeah, John Lynch. Well, they had Warren, Warren Sapp was the face of the of the Bucks franchise. Right. It's always somebody. There's that's, always someone else. That's uncanny. It's always somebody else. So that's a that's a tough one. Yeah. And the other thing is he's just one notch below. You know where you ex- the type of game changing player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, superstar. Yep. yep. He's a he's a great safety. Very, very, very good to elite safety. Yep. Yep. And he hasn't, to be fair, played that way up until this last week. I yep. think he played elite last week. Yep. Um but so again, it's not necessarily anything on Justin. It's more on the Broncos. Justin Simmons is a guy you want around forever. Yep. And the Broncos made that very but clear. You need to have a better player than Justin Simmons to be the face of your franchise. Exactly. And you hope that it's finally on the offensive side of the ball. And you hope it's not Cortland Sutton because Broncos had that on the offensive side of the ball with Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders for a couple of years after Peyton went. It's just so clear, guys. It has to be the quarterback. I mean, look at these these teams that we that we point out Hall of Fame safeties and we say, but he wasn't the face of the franchise because they had a quarterback and so obviously we know all roads point to quarterback but hopefully this second and third round pick that george payton just got for von miller is to use for a quarterback in some form or fashion some way one way or the other and that's that's what you're hoping for because if it's not that guy i mean who could it be maybe in a year or two are you talking about pat sertan because champ bailey was the face of the franchise and that's like on defense if you're going to be the face for franchise you got to be a pass rusher extraordinaire like Von Miller or a lockdown corner like champ. Yeah. But face of the franchise comes with a lot of other things than just talent. You know, you have to be charismatic. You have to, you know, um, be able to, you know, do it up with the media a little bit. You have to be able to, you know, go out in the community and obviously everyone can do that. Um, But it's, there's a lot of things that go into being a face of the franchise player. And that's why I say Justin Simmons checks off, Almost every single box, yep. um, but you, it, it should be a quarterback. Yep. Period. It, it, it absolutely should be a cornerback. So quarter, quarter. Yes, yeah. definitely quarterback. Uh, who, who else are maybe cornerstone pieces of this organization? Because the way that I view it, guys, I think there's two different ways to view this. One is there are guys that are cornerstones because of the contracts they have. There, there's 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 no doubt about it. Bowles, Justin Simmons. Now, you could probably fit Justin into two categories, but then there's other guys that uh, maybe don't have a contract yet or have started playing well after they got a, a, a not as sizable of a contract. I mean, who do you guys think the cornerstone players are? I, th- I think Pastor Tan is becoming a cornerstone player. I do too. Um, I think they'd like Jerry Judy to become a cornerstone player, but the jury is because he lost the last – Two months. Was that basically. a Judge Judy reference? Yeah, there you go. The ju- or the, the Jerry ju- is still out. The Jerry, the Jerry, the jury is still out on Judy. 
I I personally think any first round pick that's not that had that doesn't have question marks yet is a cornerstone yeah. of your organization. Now Noah Fant, there's question marks this year. So I speaking don't of think question, question marks. marks. <laughs> wow. Did yes. you see the the liked tweets from Noah Fant last night? Yeah, one of ours was in there. It was, well, it was a quote yeah. tweet <laughs> of us. Um, here's the thing. Here's players the thing about Noah Fant. Yeah, <laughs> players do this stuff. And it's a weird, um, passive aggressive thing. Maybe not aggressive. It's a passive way of like showing fans like, Hey, I see what you're tweeting about me. You know what I mean? Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to mean he's saying like, yeah, I agree. They should trade me because if you look through it, he also just likes things like, Oh, no offense, a bust little things like that, where he's saying like, yeah, I see this. I'm going to show you, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and so, and, and also I think it's a little weird way of showing fans like you aren't tweeting anonymously. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I see this. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of humanizing, right? If you say something like that about someone and then they, you, you find out that they saw it. People, <laughs> right. people yep. do kind of back off. That's, oh, they will. Of that's, course. I, I think we've all kind of learned that in our own interactions as well. Yep. People say something. Like, oh, yeah, somebody real is actually hearing this. Right, right. This. So yeah. it doesn't have to mean that he is he was also hoping to be traded. But I don't blame anyone who certainly thinks it it does mean that. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I totally agree. And the other thing I wanted to – so I put out a poll during the game um, on Sunday. Who's better, Alberto, Noah Fant? Alberto won in a landslide. Yeah, I bet he did. Um, and – it brings up an interesting point because all the people who are defending Noah Fant said he isn't used in the right way. Alberto is being used the right way for his talents, and they're saying no, Noah isn't. Because you know what people have in their mind when they think of Noah Fant is him catching the ball at three yards. And they're like, why is he catching the ball at three yards, but Albert catches it at 15? They want to see more downfield routes for him. What I would say is I think they're there. He just doesn't get the ball on them. Mm. Does that mean he's not open? Does it mean Teddy's missing him? I don't know. But usually when Teddy sees him, it's as a last-dish effort to dump it off, whereas mm. Albert, man, feels like he's always open. It does. It, it really does. And also, you get to that one yard that you need, and it comes down Gotta between Alberto and Noah Fanton. Not that we've seen Alberto make a ton of these, but we did see it in the Giants game, sure didn't did. we? Before he got hurt, uh, he got that touchdown. I think we saw it this Sunday. He turned one up. Yep, yep. I think you're right. And then just seems like week and week and week we see Noah Fant just get hit and he goes down right away, especially when he's a yard away. Was Albert O the one who dove on the sidelines and they ended up going back and saying he stepped out? Was that? I think that happened in the game so. on Sunday. Yeah. Yep. But I just loved seeing that he was, like, trying to extend for the first down. Well, right. He had the touchdown in week one where he just kept the play, you know, kept the play alive and he lunged for the goal line. Yep. I mean, that's, you know, and that's the contrast right now. Now, we don't see Albert O being asked to pass pro and run block the way that Noah Fant is. And I think someone's got to do it. Yeah, someone's got to do it. He, and, but Albert O's got to learn if he wants to be a complete, uh, a complete tight end or they need to – change things up schematically to where Alberto and Noah Fan are operating as jokers and when they want and I, I mean the, to the football term not that they're kind of joking around and then when you want a blocking tight end you have Eric Salbert there who yeah is providing uh, the work on the edge because 
look, that Melvin Gordon fumble, that happens because Noah Fant gets whipped by Chase Young. Yeah, it almost feels like he's regressed a little bit as a blocker. It does. Um, Okay, moving back to your original point. Who are the cornerstones? It's Justin Simmons. It's Jerry Judy. It's Pat Sertan. And I'll get that to that in a second. Um, is it Cortland Sutton? Not yet. Okay. I would be willing to say yes. Okay. And that's fair. Will the Broncos make him one? And that's to be seen. I think George Payton has a crush on him and will do so. Man, what I don't like about that is, uh, and of course it all comes back to quarterback, but Having two cornerstone players at wide receiver, I think you've built your team wrong if you, if, if you don't have that lethal passing. Even if you do have a, a great quarterback, great quarterbacks don't need two great wide receivers. They don't need two great wide receivers plus two good running backs plus a, two good tight ends. They just they don't need that. So I just, ah, he probably is, but it just doesn't look good. Yeah, and you're kind of thinking of team construction because if you can get Noah Fant right, and I think probably – with Fant, better use of him will get him right maybe next year. He's still a guy that you have the fifth-year option on, so you can kind of plan for another couple more years. You have Tim Patrick, who you can probably re- – you could probably re-sign Tim Patrick today at 30% of what it would cost to re-sign Cortland Sutton in the offseason. Well, I think even less, yeah. yeah and that's I think some that I think is something you have to think about here is – allocation of resources so Patrick can kind of fill the role of the steady veteran while Jerry Judy develops and then you still get KJ Hamler back you have Albert O kind of working his way up I just I I don't know I don't know if putting that paying 18 19 million dollars to Cortland Sutton is the best use of resources especially like you guys say you got to pay the if you're bringing a veteran quarterback you got to pay that guy now if you've decided you're going to make the transition to a young quarterback and maybe have a one-year veteran stopgap while that young quarterback develops, then it behooves you to pay Cortland Sutton. I mean, really, we may get kind of a hint of as to their plans based on what they do with Sutton. Right, yep. Guys, unfortunately, Broncos don't have a cornerstone player on the offensive line. Contractually, they do to Garrett Bowles, but I don't think he's a cornerstone player uh, the way he's been playing throughout his career and this year. And then also, I think on the defensive line, you don't have a cornerstone player either. Yeah, it's... Um... You know, the the more you take the microscope onto the team, the more it becomes obvious why they're in the position that they are. Right. Um, I just want to quickly say, speaking of Justin Simmons as a cornerstone piece, and of course, the current face of the franchise, I would say, um, on Sunday, this has maybe gotten buried a little bit since, which is why I want to bring it up. We dropped our brand new shirt that we worked on with justin simmons he worked with us on this which is just another cool thing about justin simmons um and i absolutely love this thing um it's got that retro look that you know that cartoon look that you love so much mace um got the skyline in there the the mountains mountains. the old school colors that's beautiful it is beautiful and you even got justin he does that finger wag after Mm. you know he gets a pbu or something he was doing it this week good timing that's what i mean right after he did it on sunday yeah so uh shout out to justin for working with us on that one and shout out of course to d-line for as always nailing the hell out of the design i love the retro vibe is that something that justin insisted on was kind um, of that retro vibe to it? You'd have to ask Eric about it. Justin, you know, we've had we've had we've done this with a lot of players now. Yeah. Some players are very meticulous. Can you change yeah. this? Can you change that? Can you change it? Justin, 
unsurprisingly it was like hey you know you guys are the pros <laughs> yeah so he, awesome he was uh, he had ideas but he was very he wasn't you know very uh picky extremely fitting as we're talking about him being the face of the franchise too yes what a, what a perfect thing to wear is the face of the franchise and man that thing looks good it does so it, re- head, it really does head over to dnvrlocker.com and and grab you one up if you uh if you like it as much as I, we do i mean you just you have the perfect ensemble you can go get your Justin Simmons jersey, and then you can have your Justin Simmons shirt to go with it. Yep, yep, you, you got it all. And if you have pretty much everything in your life, but you still need uh, to take care of things below the belt, check out our friends over at Manscaped, where, of course, they have every single product you can need pretty much for your body now. You know, they really started below the belt, but now they have it all for you. They've got uh, the body wash in the shower, and you can use that body wash right after you groom below the belt because the lawnmower 4.0 is, of course, waterproof. It, of course, has that wireless charging, which makes the battery life last so long. It, of course, has that LED light, so you can you can shave in the shower in the dark, and this lawnmower 4.0 can do that. And, of course, when you're over at Manscaped, check out the Performance Package 4.0, and you can also get the Weed Whacker in the Performance Package 4.0, which helps with ear nose uh nose hair everything it can get so with manscape you're covered from top to bottom with everything they have and of course use the code dnvr over at manscape.com to get 20 percent off and free shipping check them out manscape.com use that promo code dnvr and you'll get 20 percent off and free shipping also check out our friends over at ball maybe you want to work with zach's Aunt Julie. Yes. Yeah. Shout out Aunt Julie. Yes. What is her job over at Ball, by the way? You know what? She's she's uh, on the business side, I believe, finance department. Okay. Well, they're looking for production technicians, but you know what? At Ball, if you become a production technician, it doesn't mean that's what you're going to do forever because you've there are plenty of people who have gone from working on the floor, on the helping make aluminum cans as those production techs, to working upstairs to work to working in plenty of roles over at ball there's a chance for you to to grow if you work there and they're looking for production technicians right now by the what they do is they directly impact the volume of production that they run the quality the quality production they run and they're integral to their operations so you can be a production tech you can check that out by going to jobs.ball.com and searching for golden the production techs they're on the front line of the aluminum beverage can production process at balls plants they pay 27 dollars 39 per hour with potential for increase in salary at 6 12 and 18 months on the job being a production tech offers a lot of other exposure to a lot of other roles in manufacturing and also even throughout uh, the offices of ball as well they help make some of those 101 billion cans that we talk about here on the podcast, a can that I've got in my hand right now. There's a koozie around it if you're watching on camera, but you know what I'm talking about. Ball makes cans like the ones that I'm enjoying my delicious Coke Zero in. Ball makes those cans that you can enjoy those delicious Breckenridge brews in, and they're continuing to expand their operations right here in the Denver area, right there in Golden. So if you want to get in on things at Balling and be unstoppable, at ball, then text golden to 77222 and you'll be linked to open positions. Or go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden. That's jobs.ball.com, search for golden, or text golden to 77222 and you can be an unstoppable, unstoppable, ugh, unstoppable, pro- unstoppable, <laughs> yeah. unstoppable production technician over at ball and gold. 
finally, it's the holiday season. A lot of people looking to save money in different areas so that you can spend money on your family and friends. Uh, and there's no better place to do it than at Mint Mobile. Guys, whatever you're spending on your mobile plan, I guarantee you it is way more than you need to be spending because Mint Mobile has kind of fixed the system. Uh, there's so much money that these big wireless companies are spending on these brick and mortar stores mm -hmm. all over the country. And you then have to pay for those stores, which you don't even like going into. It's a nightmare going in those places. You have to pay for them with your wireless bill. Mint Mobile decided let's go all online and make it a much cheaper experience for the customer while delivering the same type of coverage that they need and right now they've got it even better for the holidays for you when you buy a three-month plan from mint mobile they're going to hook you up with the next three months for free it's awesome and they are really high quality stuff guys they hooked us up uh with the mint mobile setup and basically what they do is they send you a sim card you put it into your your phone and you're ready to go um it works fantastically. I've yet mm -hmm. to have a single issue mm -hmm. with it. Nope. It's not too good to be true. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. So sign up for a three-month Mint Mobile plan. Get three months free. And again, you can get these plans as low as $15 a month. That's probably 10% of what you might be paying. Uh, so check out our friends over at Mint Mobile. Get that by three months Get three months free when you go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR. That's mintmobile.com slash DNVR. And get the best service out there at a fraction of the price. Amen. Should we hop into the comments Let's section? Let's do it. All right. First one coming in from Mile High Till I Die. It says, so the Jets beat the Bengals. The Bengals beat the Ravens. The Ravens beat us, and we shut out the Jets? Not sure what to make of that. But have there been enough games this season that made no sense that make me feel like the Broncos just might be able to win some games they're not supposed to? I'd like to see this coaching staff fired immediately, but I don't think that means we need to lay down and die for better draft picks. My hope for the rest of the season is that we wholesale commit to the run. We play our younger guys to build confidence and experience and win a couple of games that no one thinks we should have. I think we could do that and still have justification for moving on from this coaching staff anytime between now and the end of the season. Well, I think if they don't make the playoffs, you're almost certainly going to see a coaching staff change. That's that's kind of the the mandate that uh, I've heard is thrown, is thrown around right now. So that's still kind of a, a, a high bar to clear. Now, that being said, look at the Chiefs last night. Does that even yes they have Patrick Mahomes. Does that look like an impressive team right now? Absolutely not. And they've and they have a schedule as has been pointed out by a lot of people this morning. They don't face a team that currently has a losing record the rest of the way. Of course it helps the Broncos are 4 and 4. But the point being all of a sudden you look at the Chiefs and think hey the Giants hung with them. The Broncos can get things right. Why can't the Broncos hang with them? Yeah, you know, I think um there's a symbol of a true rivalry, like when a fan base really hates someone, when a win over that team could cure a lot of ailments um, for, you know, uh, uh, the, the current team, the coaching staff, whoever it may be. You know, Bill McCartney used to say, like, we hate Nebraska so much that if, if we beat them, that's about all that matters. Mm -hmm. um, and now, obviously, you have to have a good – back then, you had to have a good team to beat them. So, right, right. But that's, that's kind of where I'm at with the Chiefs. Like – I think Broncos fans, one win over the Chiefs would go a really yeah. long way. Yeah, it really would. And it's not gonna probably not gonna save 
people's jobs, although, you know, it, it could be a puzzle piece of doing so. But a win over the Chiefs would really, really mean a lot to Broncos fans right now, and they're right for the picking. I have to be honest, my confidence level isn't all that high that they can do it, though. Yeah. yeah, They're going through a season kind of like the Packers had a couple of these, these seasons with Aaron Rodgers. Just because you have a great quarterback. And the Broncos, if you're an old-school Bronco fan, you might remember 1995 and 11, right there in the middle of the John Elway era. Just because you have a great Hall of Fame quarterback doesn't mean you're not going to have a season where you're off. And the Chiefs are off this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They certainly are. Next one's Alaska Preston. VJ and Vic can both uh, go <laughs> do something. Okay. Um, uh, and if Elway uh, was any other GM, not the legend he is, I'd say he could join them. Um, <laughs> does DraftKings have an over-under on how many times Vaughn will drop into pass coverage the rest of the year? I would set the line at 0. 0.5. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it 1.5. Okay. Uh, it's possible. It's possible. Uh, he, he used goes, to drop into coverage and be effective. You know, I was watching some highlights of Super Bowl Fifty last night, and Von Miller makes a, a play yeah. on Jericho Cocksery. Yep, he does coverage. down the sideline. But that was look, that was nearly six years ago. Uh, yep, yeah, and it was still like a not a staple of the defense. It was a no. a, a Joker right. card that right. you could a pull one off. Yeah. yeah. Goes on, looks like the DMDR bar will be the only bright spot of the season this year. On a happier note, I wanted to thank you all for your hospitality. It was great meeting everyone, watching the pod, and hanging out and talking. Y'all are so kind beyond words. I very much can't wait to come back, even if it means i got to watch another Broncos game. If I can make a burger recommendation, get the Joker burger at the bar, but substitute the blue cheese for the green chili cream cheese. You won't be sorry. That mm. sounds incredible because it's got like little fried jalapenos Those on there. so freaking um, And there's like a blueberry glaze, yeah. I yeah. think. I or... love the little bit of sweet. Yes, the little bit of sweet is really, really nice. So it goes on. And you can also get that with a chicken uh, chicken breast yes. instead of a burger, which yes. I, I actually love for that <laughs> style. It says, go to the DNVR bar. Um... Oh, go DNVR the bar, you guys, for always helping us see the silver lining. And all us fans, sad to see Vaughn leave. Vaughn. And, of course, Iceman. We love you, Alaska Preston. Thank mm-hmm. you so much, and it was awesome to meet you last week. And Iceman. We love you, too. Oh, we do love you, Iceman. Jason17 says, as hard as it is to admit this was the right move, and we got great we got great value for him. Do you think part of the reason he was traded was because of the Harris and Draymond's performance in yesterday's game, as well as Jonathan Cooper's emergence? No, no. no. I think the the reason he was traded is because the Broncos got the right deal. Yep, exactly. Exactly. I completely agree. Yeah, and I th- and the fact is that there's every indication this thing was in the works before the game mm-hmm. anyhow. Yep. So. Yep. And and if you're mm-hmm. moving on from Von Miller for a 7th round pick and an undrafted mm-hmm. guy, you're probably not doing it entirely right there has to be other things yep. melbourne bronco says hi guys finally a sign from george payton that the defense first era is ending stage one offload players for picks teddy melvin fan stage two employ younger offensive minded coaches stage three get a new owner stage four get a superstar quarterback first time in months i think there is a future hurry up 2022 like i said yesterday and this is something i shared with a lot of people who reached out to me is I at least feel like George Payton has a plan, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe his plan isn't to trade everyone, but he clearly has a plan that he's trying to execute. And that gives me comfort because as I've mentioned, I've talked to people who have been in and out of the organization over the last, you know, five, six years. And one of the things they said is they never necessarily felt like John Elway had a plan. Mm -hmm. The plan was short term. The plan was, 
okay, can we just tweak this, tweak that, and uh, get it right, and we're right back in the groove. And unfortunately, that is also a lot like Mike Shanahan's plan for most of his last several years on the job. It was always like, okay, oh well, we need to do better on third down, so let's tweak this. Let's bring in a bunch of Cleveland Browns defensive linemen. It was all. <laughs> it was always about chasing, thinking that you were really close. And right. I th- and both John Elway and Mike Shanahan in his later years as exec in the executive part of his role were guilty of that. Quick super chat I want to hit here from uh, Team Jokic. Where did you go to college and what did you go for? Well, I went to the University of Colorado. Really? Study? Yeah, I, I know. That. I know oh, that's hard okay. to believe. I studied uh, broadcast <laughs> journalism and communication. I went to the University of Denver. Hello, my name is Zach Stevens. I went to the University of Denver <laughs> and I studied political science. University of Missouri and University of South Florida studied uh, journalism and communications. Nice, nice. That. All right, now we can move <laughs> on. There we go. Thanks, Thanks for the super <laughs> chat. <laughs> Uh, next one's from the outlaw. Am I right on that? Yes. I hate that this was the right move for the team and for Vaughn. He's been a Bronco for almost half of my life. And when he was drafted, it was right around the time I went from being a kid, just casually watching the team to being a diehard fan. He's been Mr. Bronco for the last decade and it sucks to see him go after the trade. A friend of mine asked me who the face of the team is. And I had to say, we don't have one, which is a sad truth we're facing right now. Hopefully we get that guy in next year's draft. At least I have DNVR to get me through the rest of the season. Yeah. And very fitting for what we just Mm. talked about and pretty much said that exact same thing. And I love that we can be that for you. It's funny yesterday for the first time in a long time, I thought about like, where I was when the Broncos drafted Von Miller. And I just remember thinking like, w- like there's, there's hope, you know, yeah. like this guy, he's yeah. so awesome. Yep. Yep. Speaking of college, I was in uh, my fraternity when he, they drafted him. Okay. Yeah. Freshman year. What did it have been? Yep. Exactly. Yep. 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 Wow. <laughs> I can say that because Zach and I are the same age. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, from Von Miller's chicken farm. Howdy, gents. I'm happy to see Von have the opportunity to chase another ring or two and be well utilized. I was fortunate enough to go to school with Von at A&M and drink with him regularly Speaking at the Northgate bars. <laughs> Uh, as a lifelong Broncos fan, it was so exciting to me when he came to Denver. I'm a bit peeved at the organization on this one. Not for the trade, as it was likely the best for all parties moving forward, but for the lack of public acknowledgement. Mm. Interesting. How does someone that meant so much uh, for so long not wear an oppressor? Okay, from Peyton Fangio, hell, even Elway. Seems a disservice to a Broncos legend. Anyone remember the days Elway stepped in and preached uh, the Broncos moving forward would be about transparency and not operate in the shadows? Not his gig anymore, but seems uh, to be a whiff and a bit short-sighted for what Vaughn has meant. Your thoughts? Well, first of all, they weren't going to have a press conference with anybody until after the deadline. And George Payton is going to do his press conference today, 4 p.m. Mountain Time, after the deadline. And I would say, like, on social media, I would say they really went out of their way to be extra acknowledging. I mean, the, the profile photo right now says, thank you, 58. And what I would say, too, is this comment was probably left before last night, just where it is in the comment section, Mm. and they didn't get a lot of stuff out right away because the trade uh, took many hours for it to become official, and they couldn't, just the Broncos social team really couldn't. So I understand if you left this comment then, why you were like, Mm -hmm. no one's talking about what what are the Broncos doing, just ignoring this. It just takes a little bit of time. I will say it would have been nice. Like Obviously, George Payton was scheduled to talk today. What if they brought John Elway in? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I, maybe um, he he was in L.A. <laughs> maybe, um, but it would have been nice for John. You know, the guy who who mm-hmm. has been here with him for the whole time. I mean, mm-hmm. really, the only John Elway, Joe Ellis, and Brandon McManus are the only people around the organization. Maybe Greek. 
um, who, who have been here the whole time. There's one thing, though, and it is that you're trying to fight the perception that John Elway is still pulling the strings. So That's true. I think you, perception or reality, depending on who you ask. Perception. So I think what is what you should do is say the person who's going to be out there is George Payton. That's fair. He's the football executive. It's his show. Maybe he, maybe John could have done a little video on his Twitter. I think Let the Broncos just him. released a video while we were doing this pod okay. of of John in video. Okay, that I works. Think. But I, I I understand the sentiment that you wish you could have seen it a little sooner. Yeah, yeah, very fair. Broncos five hundred two says, "Hear me out." Vaughn and Peyton game plan to send Vaughn to the Rams for two picks to help them land Rogers or Wilson after the season, and then Vaughn as a free agent resigns with Denver. He did say Broncos for life. Very unlikely, but Vaughn is the type of team player who would mm-hmm. sign up. He's like, that's a crazy idea, yeah. but it just might work. And you know what? In the meantime, I get to go to L.A. instead of being the Denver winter, and I get to go chase a ring. Not bad. It's the it's oldest Chapman plan, right? Right. Yes. Yep. He yep. goes to the Cubs, gets his ring, comes back to the Yankees. While just <laughs> yeah. being less of a POS. Right. Yeah. Exactly. A lot less. Uh, from Steve is the worst. Been a while, friends. Hope all is well. It's with a heavy heart that I write this. Vaughn gave me my first Super Bowl that I could truly appreciate because it was in my later years. That said, this was the right thing to do. I don't trust this team to beat most of the teams remaining. Therefore, I feel it's the best if we trade anyone that is in the future plans and let George work these next six years with a Super Bowl in mind or two. Um, There has to be some future value in that or all will be lost. Need an effing QB. Thoughts? Be well, homies. I, for one, will be crying myself to sleep for the next year or so. Oh, no. And I'm sure last night's video did not help at all. Or seeing Vaughn say that he's in L.A. as a Ram today. The one that really got me was there was was an alternate angle of the Vaughn car interview that got Mm. an earlier part where he was legit choked up. Like, not just like you could see his eyes were, like, glazed with tears a little bit. He was like barely able to speak. That one, that one got me. Yeah, yeah, that that was tough. Uh, and you're right, Steve is the worst. The Broncos, in the worst way possible, need a quarterback, and all roads lead back to that. It sure does. PS2. I'm going out. I'm going to go on a major Teddy rant. Oh, lovely. Um, mm-hmm. I know you guys advocated for Teddy, but this team is not good enough to win with below-average quarterback play. He consistently throws the ball way too short of the first down. And if the receiver is not completely open, he's not throwing the ball. You have two guys who are 6'4 and have amazing catch radius. Give them a chance to make a play. Another thing I don't think this is another thing. I don't think this offensive line is as bad as everyone says it is. I think Teddy holds on to the ball too long, causing the offensive line to give up more sacks. He has more sacks so far than Drew Locke had all last season. He has the sixth best uh sixth best time to throw. Out of all quarterbacks, Locke gives you a better chance of scoring points. Just deal with the turnovers. In worst-case scenario, if Locke is as bad as the coaching staff thinks, we get a better draft pick. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think your argument makes sense, but just the fact is, with this coaching staff in place, if there's a chance, and at 4-4 four and four, there is absolutely a chance, in their mind at least, that things can be done this year. And as George Payton said in his statement last night, our goal is still to win. I'm curious if he mellows up a little bit on that today or if he says, you know, this year our goal is still to win. Uh, so it's just really hard for for me to say that that's going to happen because with this coaching staff, it's just not PS. I think he'll get up and say that the goal is to win. He'll point out that they're a half game out of the last playoff spot. Yep. Something, I, I think he's going to say everything's still in place. And the thing with one of the things with Bridgewater is his equation for success involves not turning the ball over. Now, he didn't have a turnover Sunday that he was responsible for, could have had. Washington had its hands on the interception, dropped it. And that's and, and if Teddy is doing that, 
there's no reason if he's turning the ball over there's no reason to play him. you want to know the most damning stat i've seen uh, and let me just get it right because i know where it came from it came from jeff legwald today um and it it starts to read as if it should be a feather in the cap of teddy bridgewater he's going through the first eight starts of last season for drew lock and the first eight starts for teddy bridgewater this year and when you look at the raw numbers Teddy looks so much better, right? Uh, it's 229 yards or 220 yards for Drew, 239 for Teddy. It's 55% completions for Drew. It's 70% completions for Teddy. It's 11 interceptions for Drew. It's five interceptions for Teddy. It's seven touchdowns for Drew. It's 13 touchdowns for Teddy. So especially with the cupcake schedule they started with, the offensive production should be blowing Drew Locks out of the water, right? Right. No. The Broncos, led by Teddy Bridgewater this season, are, are scoring 0.3 points less per game than they were with Drew Locke at seven touchdowns to 11 interceptions and 55% completions. That is so damning against the Teddy Bridgewater offense. No matter how good he, how much better his stat lines look, the Broncos are producing less. So I'm not making some big case for, for, for Drew to come in and be the starter. What I'm saying is neither of these guys are it. They're not it, but what's their points per possession? Because they're playing at a different, they're playing at a different pace, and that's where the fact that the I don't care about yeah. points per possession. No, I do. I just well, care I about do. scoring points. Well, I do, <laughs> and the way this team is built, it matters because what happens time and again if you have short possessions and you had a higher turnover rate like Drew Locke did last year, you're putting the defense in bad in, in a bad position, and that's that. And also another thing, league wide on a per game basis. Scoring is down league wide 1.6 points a game from last year. It's just, it, it's, it's what, what, what I'm saying is, I'm just saying 70% yeah. completions and almost a three to one touchdown interception rate isn't getting you cracked. They're, they're two, that's crazy. They're basically two, and that's also a Shermer what, problem. No, they're two different paths to the, to the same destination. Is sure. What, yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. And Bridgewater yeah. are. And with right. this team, it probably, if, again, if Bridgewater isn't turning the ball over, that's fine. But the problem is the last few weeks he has turned the ball. Over. Yeah. And yeah. if he is, there's no reason to play him because that, because that is his dif differential advantage over drew lock because he doesn't have drew locks raw arm talent. And they just aren't scoring. Like just put the damn football in the end zone, man. I, it, it shouldn't be this hard. It's 2021. Negative wow. false positive says John Elway and Von Miller one and two. This trade will show how Vic has been criminally misusing Von. He'll have 10 sacks with the Rams. I wouldn't bet against it. And I'll also say that, you know, I didn't mention this yesterday. I mentioned my biggest disappointment is the Broncos failed to give Vaughn another chance on this contract. And, and you know, obviously it made having that contract made it a little harder, but they never even put together a decent team. Um, other than, of course, that first year, which wasn't really putting anything together. It was just rolling it over. Um I also am disappointed that I think Vic Fangio failed in his usage of, of Von Miller. And, it, and we, Zach, we said this from the first day we ever heard Vic yep. Fangio on a podium. It's like he, he doesn't sound that excited about Von Miller. He didn't. He didn't. And Bradley Chubb was his guy. Bradley yes. Chubb was, was the superstar of this defense for Vic. And I think Vic tried to make that happen. And it never happened. It did not. No. And, it, and, it, and you got less out of Von. And that's another big disappointment for me. But one thing that's going to help Vaughn in Los Angeles is you're going to have Aaron Donald. Exactly. Of course. Exactly. You mentioned Leonard Floyd, but Aaron Donald is you know first in the league the last 
five years in quarterback pressures. So, with all respect to Draymond Jones and Shelby Harris, no, yeah. In terms of that specific aspect of the game, now Shelby Harris does, in terms of pressures and then batted passes, does have a nice rate of having an impact on a play, Com- comparable to Aaron Donald. But in terms of purely rushing the passer, Don- Donald is a unicorn of an interior defensive lineman. The Big T says, I know it's a few years since since I've said this, but it holds true now. I don't want mercenaries to help us win. I want players who want to be here. I want Broncos guys. You can tell where this is going, I'm sure. I know I'm not your typical fan, as I don't care that much about winning. As I don't, I had to read that again, as I don't care much about winning. I want to be entertained in close, good, quality football matches, ideally in the playoffs. But even above all that, I just want to build a team and culture as a Broncos unit, a family of sorts, and this move goes strongly against that I hate that the league is very much a business and this stinks uh, and it's so cold and to prove my opinions above it dawned on me last night that I would rather lose every game with Miller than win every game without him that's the cold hard truth as I said I'm not your typical fan and I may ridicule my opinion as you see fit or you may ridicule my opinion as you see fit everyone else does nevertheless I'm I am on a proper downer today clinging onto the glimmer of hope we take those picks and re-sign Vaughn after his contract expires this year please peace out all from a very miserable Big Tabowski you know what I think Big Tabowski would have been much happier being a fan before free agency Mm. When, I, play, when players basically were tied to their teams, and if they didn't re-sign with that team, oh, oh well, they're not playing anymore. I mean, basically, you know, that's that era is not coming back. What I mean, I, it goes back to Kurt Flood challenging the reserve clause in baseball. It's you know what that the era of being able to rely on a player being part of that team forever. Part of it was that they were so they were so forcefully connected to the teams. I don't, and with all respect, Big Tabowski. I don't want to go back to that era. It's not fair to the players. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say this. I'm never going to tell anyone how they should be a fan. So I understand that that's yeah. the way you view it. What I will say is it's never going to change. So you're going to keep having to go through these heartbreaks, which I, it sucks. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it is a business. It, like, quite literally is a business. It's, a, it's about making money. Um, and so – it's uh it's there's gonna be moments like this yep there certainly will be moments like this next one from dan burke he says hey guys so i know a lot of the success will be determined by what they do with the picks but do y'all how do y'all rank moves that peyton has made to acquire draft capital one trading vaughn or i guess this is his ranking one trading vaughn for 2022nd and third two trading trinity benson for the equivalent of 2022 Mm -hmm. fifth three (laughs) trading down from pick 76 to pick 98 and drafting quinn miners and picking up pick 105 baron browning Unless Teddy gets traded for a first before the deadline, I still think the best man, the Benson move is the best one. He spent a lot of time uh, as a healthy scratch in Detroit and has been completely ineffective when he has played. But plus, that fifth is projected to be the first pick in the fifth round. What do y'all think? What really a good point. Great. Yeah. I had forgotten about that deal, and obviously the Broncos have needed the wide receiver depth a couple times. Mm-hmm. Would have been nice to have him. But my God, has he been ineffective out there. I mean – they basically used Trinity Benson carving up second and third stringers yep. and turned that into a fifth round pick. Really, really special move. Yeah, very good move. And I like all of those moves that you pointed out. And Denver. I like Trinity Benson, just mm-hmm. to be clear, but yeah. it, he wasn't worth a fifth round pick. I'm shocked that a team gave that up for him. Yep. Bumpy Buffalo. 
Fellas, it's been a while as life has taken its toll. I hope everyone is healthy and well. One, RK, do you buy your buffs tickets? Do you buy your buffs tickets or season tickets? Uh, drop a line on the pod if you don't have season tickets where to reach you as I can get them from work. I do have season tickets uh, for both football and basketball, do. but I appreciate that. And um, maybe we can hook up some other buffs fans. Two, Von Miller will win a Super Bowl MVP with the Rams. I'm calling it now. Wow. That would wow. be how two Super Bowl MVPs yeah. guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, without a doubt, especially getting it in the LA market. Yep. Three, Mr. B. Four, what realistic odds do you put on the playoffs? Chip, Chiefs look like a joke, and the Chargers going to charge her. So is nine and eight possible for the last wild card spot? I think so. Yeah. I mean, he'll be competitive. Yep. Man, wouldn't that and be the something? Bra- but the Browns lost, and the Steelers got back into it. That's sort of where it gets interesting. You start bringing in basically the entire AFC North into play mm-hmm. when it comes to the wild card spot. Every Everybody in the AFC North is 500 or better. Just like the AFC West? Yeah. So where does it come from? And that is where, unfortunately, right now, if you're talking about the Broncos being in the mix for that last spot, they've got a head-to-head L, head-to-head L to the Steelers, a head-to-head L to the Browns. Yeah. When wouldn't, That's bad. Guys, wouldn't it be something if the Broncos and Chiefs Week 17 – they're, or week 18, 18 game 17. they're playing for the chance to go to the playoffs. Uh, it would Denver. be awesome if they won. Otherwise, it would suck. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it really would be. I agree. <laughs> Next one from Mile High Buckeye. My boys. Oh, boy, where to begin. That win on Sunday was brutal. One of the worst games offensively I've ever seen. The last-minute possession was borderline poverty status, and it just <laughs> screams bad coaching. I agree. How are we 4-4 yeah. and four right now? Well, you did. Played, played some really bad teams. Everyone is against a losing team. and oh, A significantly losing team. Yes. And now Von Miller is gone, too. I'm actually not as excited about traveling to Dallas this weekend for the game as I was before. I'm going to be missing a great sports weekend in Columbus, CBJ and crew games, to go watch this game. Hopefully the boys pull off a miracle in Dallas, and it will all be worth it. Maybe I can meet up with Mace? Keep on rocking, fellas. Long live DNVR. Cheers, Alex. Let me just say really quick. If people want are wanting to go to Columbus Blue Jackets and crew games oh, hey, hey. instead of your games, you have gone terribly oh, awry. That's if no, I agree. With if you're, no, if you're in Columbus <laughs> yes. and you're a pro sports fan, NHL and mm-hmm. Major League Soccer, that's your hill. That's your beans. I am not going to talk down about that because that's yeah. what's there <laughs> in your backyard. That's supporting your town, your team. That's I get that. Yes. But if you're disappointed that you're, as a Broncos fan, if you're disappointed that you're missing those games for a Broncos well, game, something also, has gone terribly there's wrong. Also which the cost several in, things. There's have. also the cost involved because you're paying for plane tickets to fly from Columbus to Dallas Fort Worth. You're paying you're paying for a relatively expensive ticket. I can't imagine that a Columbus Crew ticket is as expensive as a Cowboys Broncos. No, no. but it's. But I'm uh, also look. I'm wearing a Rapids jacket so i'm going to defend <laughs> i'm all about the rapids but if someone's supporting said, well, the hometown soccer team people if people are saying things like man i can't decide if i want to go to the rapids or broncos <laughs> games this week something has gone terribly wrong and again we already know right. several things have gone terribly right. wrong yeah yep. tons of things if, have if, uh, look i mean the rapids are a playoff they are team. yes i mean they're playing they're they're playing at home on sunday right i believe i think they have, I I think they have a home match on sunday they might i'm yes. just like i i'm actually support the decision if you say you would rather go to the rapids game than watch the broncos i'm just saying that's a really big indictment of the broncos it's, in their current state it is it's a big it is. indictment 
Yes. Next one from PickTosser66. Yo, fellas, rough day for Broncos country. Obviously, the trade was the right move, but it doesn't help deal with the emotions when you're talking about a legend like Vaughn. As Elway said, he came here when we needed him the most, and he was the piece that got us headed in the right direction and ultimately was the biggest reason why this franchise has a third Lombardi. Watching him say goodbye yesterday just showed why this fan base fell in love with him. Thank you, Vaughn. We'll miss you. I'm glad he isn't wearing 58 in LA because him and that number is or that that number is only for us. I'll be following you out here in SoCal and cheering you on. Now my takeaways from the Washington football game. One, Albert O is undoubtedly better than Noah Fant. Two, Kenny Young is a baller. Three, Mr. B. Four, Justin Simmons is back. Five, fumble aside, Melvin Gordon is our best offensive player right now. And six, this team will never be anything more than average with the philosophy and coaching staff that we currently have. We make everything look 10 times more difficult than it should be, especially on offense. First downs feel like touchdowns when I watch, and that is pathetic. Maybe you savor, savor things a little bit more, though. I don't know. Yeah. First downs really do feel like touchdowns. They do. Touchdowns feel like... Super Bowls. Like Hail Marys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously. From Hip Hip... You're right. Hey, guys. Wow. Don't really know what to say. Listening to the post-game show in real time on Sunday. And I could help but wish that Hank had his tinfoil hat on when he said there's a reason that we didn't play Vaughn on Sunday. Well, I think the answer is clear as day now. Bummer. On a lighter note, can we just call this year the year of Mace already? Almost all of his teams have won a championship this year with the only blemish being Man City knocked out of the champion. League. Braves uh, haven't won anything yet. Oh, he doesn't. Mm. Don't jinx Braves his man. Braves haven't won anything. They got they, and I I'm expecting the worst next two nights. By the way, no, so you know. of course oh, you are. Yeah. He says anyway. Hope you thank you all for DN, uh, yes. what DNVR does. Have a fantastic Tuesday, everyone. Ah, uh, thank you, Hip Hip you. Ray. And last one. Coming for Mace. He says, coming in from Omaha. Says, Mace's tracksuit game is so on point. Why does it get zero run on these pods? RK, I'm looking at you. Let's go. Sorry, we'll, we'll start bringing in Fashion Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I know you would love that. I would. Yeah, yeah. That's That, that tracksuit I wore yesterday, that's like my daughter's favorite thing that I wear. Really? Because it's got like kind of the, the fuchsia, the teal, uh, yeah. and the black. She's like, oh, I love that, Dad. That's a, <laughs> that's, that's a great thing. When you hear that from your daughter who now she's in third grade, so she's starting to kind of have her own, like uh, have a distinct sense of fashion style, yeah. and styling. Hey, like, Dad, you rocked in that. Like, well, thank you. It's That's the best awesome. compliment you can get. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to get it in every colorway now. Ooh. I've actually, I like it so much. I got there. It's a Manchester City Puma tracksuit. And it was, I found it like on, at Finax, there was like a 20% off sale. And so I got the version. It's going to have the navy sweatpants and the uh, light blue jacket. And so hopefully that'll be arriving later this week. Nice. That, so. Nice. Can't but wait I, for but more I love, jumpsuits. But I love the colors, like with the teal and the kind of the the, the, the hot pink, the fuchsia. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. I pops, like that. Pops, yeah. Especially on camera. Yeah, it does. So you'll see it again, I'm sure. All right. Uh, before you guys get out of here, we'd love if you hit us with a thumbs up on YouTube. And of course, we're going to give a thumbs up to our friends. Actually, two thumbs up to our Ooh. friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. The six absolute, thumbs up. Wow, six thumbs up <laughs> I'd to put, Green Mountain I'd Dental Group. I'd put my big toes up as well if I could, but we got our shoes on yeah so. that is true keep your shoes on yeah um green mountain dental is the absolute best family-owned dentist group 
in the metro area just 15 minutes outside of denver over there in lakewood it's a nice easy drive it's actually a very beautiful drive um and uh once you go over there you're going to realize that they treat you like family over there because they're part of the dnvr family and they have for a long time you'll probably talk about the vaughn trade over there or well you know whatever else is topical in the colorado sports world and you might even run into your dentist when you come down to the dnvr bar so check out green mountain dental group uh and uh, we appreciate them very much all right Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we will catch you tomorrow.
Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.